So do you know the song for like the Adam West Batman, like the theme song? No, 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 no. Can you do that? Like right now? Like, can you do it? What? Like play it? No, like just say it. Can you sing it? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a Half Shell. Turtle Power. Welcome back to Movie Rewrite. I'm Cole. I'm John. Today, we're going to talk about Batman vs. Sure as hell ain't Superman. <laughs> no. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We decided to dip our toes back into the uh, turtles in the animated way. This isn't necessarily a movie rewrite as much as it is. We wanted to watch something that we actually enjoyed. We've talked about animated movies before or just cartoons in general kind of feel like sometimes they get it right as opposed to your big blockbuster movies and we thought this movie kind of got it right uh we were both pretty excited for the trailer well pretty excited by the trailer to see this movie yes it did not go to theaters this was a dvd release so i thought it was Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, the only animated Batman movie I've ever seen in the theaters, I think, is The Killing Joke. Yep. I'm yeah. Like Mask of the Phantasm and all those other ones. I just I don't know where I was in life for those. Yeah, same. I never really like heard of them being in theaters. But I mean I've I've liked them. I've watched them since. But uh just first things first, can we just get rid of the verses? It's it's Batman True. with it's Batman, right? And this versus thing. I mean, even in Batman v Superman, it's you get such little amount of time as a as fighting each other that it's just like, come on, we know they're gonna work together. This right. is a, a true versus. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to kill each other. But anyways, that's my grape. Just <laughs> yeah. get over it, Hollywood. It's no longer a versus. Knock it off. <laughs> This movie was released May 14th of 2019. Remember 2019? Yes. Yeah, that was a downgrade this year. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, director Jake Castorino. Castorena. And our production companies are Nickelodeon, Warner Brothers Animation, DC Entertainment, Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. And I'm not going into anything else, producers or any of that jazz. I think this movie kind of speaks for itself. Uh, it grossed over $3.8 million in sales. Wow. DVD release. I mean, obviously it's not huge compared to you know, like a, a, a theatrical release, but I mean, for straight DVD, I feel like that's pretty impressive. And I, I'm not taking any sides on this Marvel-DC debate. I mean... I guess I would say Marvel obviously kills it more in the cinematic world, but I would say DC kills it on like animated straight to DVD movies. And I just wish their cinematic universe would uh, keep up with that somehow. Right. So I know this was not a theatrical release, but our top 10 movies of last year, just starting from the top. Avengers Endgame, Lion King, Frozen 2. Those were Disney. Disney came in with the top three. (laughs) You had Spider-Man Far From Home, which was Sony. Captain Marvel, Disney, so now we're in top five. Joker. God, that was just last year. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Warner Brothers. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Whatever. (laughs) Toy Story 4, Aladdin, and... Jumanji, Star Wars, Toy Story, and Aladdin, all Disney. Freaking Disney had seven of the ten. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, Unreal. Uh, I kind of feel like that this movie could have made it in the top ten, at least top 20, if not. If it had a theatrical release. Yeah. The problem is, is the running runtime of this movie is so short compared to what is coming out yeah. in the theaters that I don't know... But you don't need more, though. That's that's the thing. They were able to tell... This was hitting like an hour 20, hour 30. It's right. Not, it's not... And you know what? I'm getting to the point where 
that's perfect. I start seeing Agreed. movies at one time, like an hour and a half. I'm like, sweet, I can do that. Yeah. You start pushing two, two and a half. I'm like, ugh. Right, you're like, that's a lot. I know. I mean, Avengers Endgame, I like you, but holy crap. Yeah, your runtime. It's a journey. Me, <laughs> it's a journey. Yeah, yeah that's something. Uh, the best animated or the best reviewed animated for last year, you had number one, Toy Story 4. Hmm. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I Lost My Body. The Lego Movie, the second part, and at number five, Missing Link. Okay. I can't believe Toy Story 4, man. Toy Story 4, Toy Story in general was your thing back in the day. Yeah. Unreal that that's just now getting a fourth movie. Yeah. Well, and... Yeah, because it seems like they kind of take their sweet time with that uh, whole Toy Story business. I yeah. Mean, yeah, because just like you said, around, you know... My time when I was growing up, you know, the first, second one came out. It seemed like it was forever until that second one came out. Yeah. Weird. Whatever. Right. It's been making money back and people have been enjoying it. Yes, indeed. Generations of kids have now known Toy Story. So, back to Batman and TMNT. This was a collaboration between DC Comics and IDW Publishing. Uh, they announced it at the uh, 2015 San Diego Comic Con as a six-part monthly miniseries, and I think it spawned two sequels off of this in Comic World. I went online to see if there was a sequel to this movie. I didn't find anything of of note. I don't know why they wouldn't, but given how this ends, maybe I, I don't know. Well, and maybe the news will come later. It's not a big blockbuster, so they're kind of just. Waiting on right. it. Right, but I mean, they definitely left it open for a sequel. Yeah. So, I they, mean... Why you would do that and not have intentions, I don't know. But that's been our gripe with other movies is the setup and then no execution. Exactly. So maybe we're just supposed to take it for what it is and be like, yeah, we like it, too bad there's not a sequel. Right, which, you know, maybe it could be a good thing because sometimes sequels are not as good. Yeah. Uh, before we get into this, I just want to note now there is a difference from the source material. Uh, in the comic, the turtles and their arch enemy, the Shredder, are transported to an alternate universe by Krang. So then they're in Gotham. They meet Batman and clash with all of Batman's greatest villains while trying to find their way home. Hmm. I guess from this movie... <laughs> I kind of disappointed that's a shared universe. Right. I kind of like the gags Agreed. they get away with, but movie rewrite. I don't <laughs> know why you wouldn't keep the alternate universe. Yeah, that that would be pretty cool to see because, yeah, I mean, things would definitely be played out differently. But I mean, you kind of have to have a different story, I guess. I guess... Also, I'm not sure how much I like Shredder working with Al Ghul. It's cool. I mean, the whole idea of this movie is cool. Yes. But I think I like the alternative universe a lot better. Yeah, that that would have been um, really cool to see. Especially, you know... I mean, not sharing a universe, then going into... Yeah, I feel like that would be definitely something else to see. Some really has been put into that i guess i don't know like has that really been done before in any other like because there hasn't been any other batman or uh, ninja turtles animation correct no because yeah. i mean it's one of those things like they're all their own publication companies so everything's you gotta keep them separated right until you do a collaboration and then yeah all well, that jazz i think i would agree with you on that it would have been cool to see a alternate reality because in all reality, I mean, you won't you won't ever get to see like a live action one of these. No. Or a live a real life Batman in a CG turtle or however they decide to do it here on out. Right. Because I mean, this is the only way you can do it because it's the lowest cost possible. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the best result. But Agreed. Whatever. So what we're gonna try to start doing is talk about the internal logic of the world that's being created within this movie. Are rules established and are they followed? And I'm going to say, yeah, there's leeway to break those rules that have been established as long as they've been established clearly enough that the viewer understands that they can be broken and how they can be. 
and I know that we're talking about an animated movie, <laughs> but even within the realm, like there has to be rules. And I know going into this, I have to have, I have to suspend belief in certain things like gravity a little bit, physics a little bit. Yes. But I'm also not a Fast and Furious movie who just plays fast and loose with these in a real world settings. Defies uh, like all laws of everything. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then on this one, what theme do you think this movie's trying to hit on? And I'm going to read you some. Is it love? Is this a love story? No. Humanity versus technology. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, in a sense. How about sacrifice? Um... I mean, there there might have been a little bit of sacrifice, but I don't think there was anything major that was sacrificed. No, this is a fairly low stakes uh-huh. movie. No one sacrificing anything. I mean, unless you count Donnie getting a broken arm and right. him and Mike almost exploding. But we all knew watching this, like, if anybody's going to die, it's going to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe friendship? Is <laughs> a Mortal Kombat now? <laughs> Good versus evil. Yeah. I think that's her. Death. Eh. Not yeah. really. Oh, there is, there is some. There which, is, yeah. Which I will say, <clears throat> I am really glad that there was some, you know, blood and a little bit of a... Like a throwing star into the head of a foot soldier. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like some violence. Like, it wasn't, like, over the top by any means, but, like, there were also some scenes that were strongly implied you know like yeah that security guard he got decapitated but i mean it wasn't like blood was everywhere it was just done in a the sword didn't even have blood on it which is a complaint you could put in big blaster right blockbusters is i know that guy just died where's the blood on any of the instruments yeah okay so i mean it's just it's subtle which you know kind of makes sense it's still an animated movie and it is is it pg-13 yes yeah so i mean Still a little, a little some boundaries there that they probably had to follow, but still, you know, for animation film and, you know, we never really got to see a bloodied up Ninja Turtles, so that eh, kind of, kind of makes it a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. And in the last couple of press, uh, Perseverance and Coming of Age, I don't think this has anything to do with that. I think this main thrust of the movie is good versus evil. Yes. For sure. A, because that's kind of Batman's thing and the Turtles, and that's just like the struggle forever with these guys is good versus evil. Mm-hmm. So the movie, when a new menace in Gotham City begins stealing experimental technology, Batman is put on high alert. But a team of warriors lurking beneath the streets is also on the case. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, led by Leonardo, these brother, these brothers, Brainy Donatello, Fearless Raphael, and wisecracking Michelangelo, are mysterious martial arts on a collision course with the Dark Knight. Based on the hit DC comic crossover, Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a high-flying, pulse-pounding adventure, the likes of which Gotham has never seen. Rated PG-13 for fantasy violence. Hmm. No blood. I don't know. And animated stuff, if you're not pushing R with like language, do you have to put rated R for language and blood? Does it matter? I guess I'm thinking video game ratings, like they get pretty Yeah, I I don't know. I Cause there's really not bad language in here there. I think they say hell. Yeah. Maybe a damn. Yeah. Nothing bad. No. Yeah, if anything, it's just, yeah, it would be for the violence or, you know. And it's PG-13. We didn't so. get our one F word. Right? Surprise, What's going surprise. on? Yeah, weird. Wow. You guys skirted that one. <laughs> Good job. Missed a golden opportunity there. Who would have said it? I would have had Alfred. Alfred dropped the F-bomb? Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> when? Um, for the five minutes he's in this... I, I I would say when 
when the pizza gets there oh, I was and thinking it, the same thing and michelangelo hit you know and like maybe he's when he's like when they're like walking in after the fact and just be like man these effing turtles <laughs> <laughs> something like that i don't know alfred but, is so high class yeah he probably i don't even th- i don't think he's ever heard the word probably not but still it would have been yeah funny but i i'd have given it to raf Huh? Yeah, I'd have given it to Raph for sure. Yeah, he'd be the one to deserve it. So a couple of things that I've noticed that I've liked. So I remember as a kid having like the Ninja Turtle toys. They always like came with these weird things that looked like slices of pizza with like a handle. And I don't remember seeing them in the cartoons. I was like, well, that's weird. Like, like is this pizza? Whatever. I don't know what it is. And I liked in this movie, like the foot, sho- the foot soldier. It, like, uses one like it's a knife. Yes. And, like, he tries to stab somebody, but it's yeah, not it's a real hollow, person. Right. And I, I, Yeah, I actually know exactly what you're talking so about. So that solved a great mystery for me of a lot of years of what is this. <laughs> I've wondered that, too. Yep. There was some <laughs> uh, callback to the original Turtle cartoon when there was, like, a shot of the sewer, and it pans up to the city, and then... All the turtle colors fly out. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. I do, and this is a thing, like, Gotham, even, I think it's more so in the cartoons, always skirts this line of being stuck 20, 30 years in the past. Yeah. But also being, like, very current. Like, Mm -hmm. you have the turtles watching TV through a store window and to me, that feels so 80s. Right. And the blimps, which is called out in the movie by Mike, he just seems completely <laughs> useless and weird, which I, you know, it pays yeah. off in the end. But then you have, like, all this sweet tech. Yeah. And I I guess I like it because it's just so out there. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a different feel. I mean, and maybe that's just how they try to keep it maintained so that way you know you're in Gotham. Like, it's just that that aurora i suppose that aura or yeah <laughs> that aurora, aurora that aurora, aurora borealis yes oh well yeah all them colors all them colors know, everything out there uh-huh yeah i i don't know i think that's uh probably i mean i'm trying to think now is that how it's kind of always been in all the animations is like that i think batman the animated series i don't know i I haven't watched, like, all of those. I've seen bits and pieces of, like, different iterations of the cartoon. I, I just, for some reason, I've always felt like Gotham always skirts this weird retro of 20 years ago, but then, like, super modern. Yeah. And maybe it's because, like, there's always, like, a gritty feel, even with, like, the Nolan movies, that it's rich enough to be high-tech, but so poor that it's still, like, stuck so far back in the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. I guess I, I like it. It's just a cool little nod of what's going on. Batman's colors for his suit. And the overall feel and design of this movie. What do you feel about that? Well, now that I think about it, it, it was it was like more blue, wasn't it? Yeah, he had like the blue and gray right. suit. I I was kind of hoping for like a black and gray. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I didn't really care as long as it had the voice actor, which obviously it did. Uh uh-uh. uh. Or yeah, no, it didn't, huh? Nope. That's right. No, it did not. Well, either way, the voice actor was still good, so <laughs> that's all that really he, matters. He kept it. Yeah. He. It, it seemed. It seemed pretty close to. Which which what's who's the actor for it? I'd have to look. I'm not sure. Hmm. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Well, either way, I I thought the voice actor for it was pretty well done. It sounded you know like it, it matched the, uh, you know I guess kind of what you expect Batman to sound like. Yeah, Kevin Conroy did like the animated series and all that, so he's mm-hmm. got. I mean, when you think Batman, I, th- you know, as a voice actor, you think him. 
Mm-hmm. So it was not him then. No, he did not do. It was Troy Baker. Okay. He also did Joker. The voice of Joker for this one. Really? So there's no Mark Hamill, huh? Nope. Wow. Could have could have fooled me, right? Same. Like that's pretty well done. Yeah. Wow. He does a lot of just voice acting. He's pretty good at it. Hmm. Video games, some TV, you know, just stuff in general. Pretty good guy. Well, who would have thought? Well, yeah, had me fooled. <laughs> I think he had a lot of people fooled. Uh, yeah, I kept thinking through the whole thing. Like, oh, it's cool they got these guys back. Yeah, same. Because, yeah, I, when I watched it, I, I was, yeah, seriously sitting there thinking. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that they brought Joker. And I was like, oh, yeah, this it sounds like Mark Hamill. It sounds like something he would do. And, yeah, well, completely wrong. Yeah. I think <laughs> I, I like the design of this movie in general. I like how the turtles are pretty distinct in I mean a their personality but that's always kind of been a thing but normally like they kind of look a lot alike this one they're very different looking yeah like they don't you just you don't have the bandanas or like the colors to tell them apart but they actually have different facial head feet like body features Mm -hmm. pretty much which is yeah nice yep I did like throughout the like certain fight scenes like most everything was black except for like the color of yep whoever was fighting or doing mm-hmm. action at the moment I thought that brought something different to it. I, the direction of this movie is pretty good yeah there's some definite creativity here i know we talked about before in previous episodes of like who has the creative control on this and i think i guess i feel like when you do something animated Maybe it's a little more contained. Everybody's kind of on the same page of the look and what's going on. Yeah. That it just feels and looks better as opposed to, I know we like, when we talk about Transformers, like that just looked like gobbledygook thrown together in some things. Yeah. And at least with this animated movie, we're able to see things. Yeah, and you're probably right. It's probably a closed crew, you know, that everyone's working together. I mean, it's not like that doesn't happen anywhere else, but, I mean, obviously there's there's a difference, you know, with cinematic to animation. So definitely animation has, has it better because, I mean, it, it for one, it's probably a lot easier to, to do anyways. Mm-hmm. So being able to make something, you know, how you want it and the way you envision it is probably way easier to do versus in the cinematic universe. But either way, there's, I mean, it can be done. You just have to have the right person to do it. Yeah, and I think, especially when we're talking about the Turtles, we've talked about them a lot, you know, with all the cartoons, with the live actions, and everybody tries to bring their own spin on it because i mean even the comics you have got i don't know how many artists that have drawn these guys Mm -hmm. and it's nice to see them stay true enough to a concept and also change it up to enough to where it looks different and not make it just awkward yeah because when you take batman that's kind of drawn the same all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you can mess with these colors, but it's got to be pretty much the same yes. every time. And I feel like the turtles, like, for some reason, they just want to be messed with more and more. And <laughs> I don't know why. Whatever. It's kind of it's kind of frustrating. Agreed. So some of the things that I... I want to hit some points here that I noticed and liked... I guess one of my gripes is what determines what animal you're turned into? Yeah. This that, is that was kind of something I was thinking too when I was watching it. This internal logic thing right there starts to bother me because I think I've touched on it before of whatever animal you touch before you get splashed with the ooze is what you're crossed with. But then like Turtles 2 out of the shadows, it was like the alien thing. And they're like, it's like your animal ancestors is what you're turned into. Right. And this movie is just like, hey. 
But I mean, like all all everybody who turned into an animal in Arkham had something to do with like their villain persona, like their, yeah, like their character. Or so, yeah, I mean, Mister Freeze turns into a polar bear. Mm-hmm. Scarecrow turns into a crow. For some reason, Joker's a snake. Because he is a snake. I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Makes sense. Harley mm-hmm. Quinn's a jackal. Hyena? Some. Because of her laugh know. and her personality. Yeah. Poison Ivy is a plant who can't move. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. Uh, I I don't know. I guess I'm one of those, like, I needed something established of what is turning these on. people into that. Don't forget, Batman turned into a bat. <sighs> yeah. i not 100% sure I like the whole Arkham set piece yeah it was kind of just like a, a separate side note it i mean the whole thing of having it was to distract batman and the turtles well, so shredder could do what he needed to do yeah but didn't joker give them an equation for something is that was that for like he, the ooze yeah they were using the joker toxin and the ooze to make it to where you would change into an animal but then be crazy and Right. It kind of is the plot of Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. They want the, the city to tear itself apart, but in right. this, they want everybody to turn into an animal, have a psychotic break, and then it's just yeah, all-out murder. Hmm. So at the yeah. end of this movie, are they turned back? I mean, I would assume. I feel like there was some lines saying like they were turned, but the whole problem with having the antidote was you had to do it within 12 minutes and that whole arkham thing like we only have one and it's for batman hmm yeah i don't know i feel like that's kind of a thread left on uh, untied <laughs> there because yeah. then he got joker as a snake and so batman's fighting a snake forever now a snake joker yeah snake joker the next evolution oh terrifying I noticed that after the turtles fight Batman, they are hiding on Green Street. Yes. Pretty good. Uh, Raph's missing sigh, I feel, is a callback to the original Turtles movie. Yep. I can get it back. I can get it back. Mm-hmm. I love the fight. Was it Batman and Mikey? Batman smashes his foot and grabs him by the lower jaw and throws him <laughs> into the pizza. I was like, yeah. that is a badass move there. Right. Love you, Mikey. Sorry. <laughs> also, it is worth noting, and it's obviously probably because, you know, this movie wasn't just strictly focused on the turtles, but it was definitely nice, like, not having that Raphael or leonardo conflict between the two or just raf being his own problem you know what i mean raf being a dick because he's not a leader exactly like it's yeah. it's nice to have a movie that's involved with the ninja turtles that's not just i guess all about them obviously but yeah it's nice not having that conflict there because it just seems like that's always been a conflict in any time we've seen like the turtles especially on the big screen yeah the turtles just can't have an external conflict there's always got to be this internal struggle of those two button heads Mm -hmm. which is funny because the current turtle cartoon they've mixed it up where raf's the leader now (laughs) i have not seen the cartoon i can't weigh in on Huh. If I like it, if it's any good. But I remember reading it before it even came out, like how much they were mixing it up. And all the turtles are a different species of turtle. Right. Well, that's which is, cool. Which is different, too. But I was yeah. like, okay, that's funny. They're putting Raph in charge. So I guess it's time for Leo to always be... Yeah, have his conflicts now. On his shell about it every chance he gets. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, yeah, I agree. That it was nice that they were just a unit... And they just worked great together and yep. would make fun and talk crap to one another. Yeah, it was definitely nice seeing that. It was a, a little breath of fresh air. Yeah. I did like how this... You brought up the movies, and I in, I thought of the, the newer first Ninja Turtles from 14. Mm-hmm. Of the whole... 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I liked it felt more organic in this one after Batman fights them and Donnie's like time I'm calling this Ninja Vanish and they do the smoke bomb and leaves. Mm-hmm. I love how Batman stand there like Ninja Turtles? Yeah. <laughs> like what the hell did I just witness here? <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. it's not like overly played. Right. I mean later it is brought up like the four of them each say yeah. one of the you know the mm-hmm. whole name of them but i like that part where he's just like ninja turtles like that is so weird <laughs> so weird yep. i just fought this weird guy he didn't know he was shredder and now i'm fighting ninja turtles yeah crazy batman would have never seen it coming speaking of shredder shredder v batman Mm-hmm. better movie yeah, I'd say so. With or without turtles, if we're keeping these guys in the same universe, where New York and Gotham are however many miles away. Yeah, and, I mean, that'd be something that would probably be cool to see in the sequel, if there ever is one. And I guess... Which I'll, probably would happen. Possible little problem I have with this movie. Hmm. If Shredder can go against Batman... How were the turtles just not slaughtered? But I thought about that. But then I also see Leo and Donnie holding their own against Raisha Ghoul for the most part. I mean, Leo does better. Mm-hmm. But Leo holds his own for a while. And I'm like, okay, well, if Leo can do that, he for sure could probably handle Shredder. Right. Well, and also he was, um, was it sparring with Batman? Leo was. When yeah. they were, you know, after they were kind of getting things sorted out. So, I mean. Yeah, but Batman was still injured. He even said it. He's like, he, basically, he was saying, like, yeah, you got me, but I also pretty much have one arm tying behind my back. So, right. does it count, Leo? Well, I don't know. I, I almost kind of want to think that this, this event in Gotham happened like not that long after like the turtles kind of came about and the ooze like i feel like it's it's almost kind of happened kind of quick and so i don't know cuz i cuz i think who was it was it mike Lange just said they were like 16 yeah at some point one of them does get like a specific age and i it's so, like ooh i don't know if i needed a specific age right can we so, make him 19 so yeah <laughs> So with that in mind, I mean, you're right. Like, how are they not getting trashed on by Shredder? Because, you know, Shredder is a is a trained martial artist, and as well as Batman. So, it yeah, it, it kind of seems a little weird that that's happening. But well, this is where it comes into mm-hmm. with the I give it leeway because they are mutant turtles who know who are ninjas. I'm going with advanced, not advanced. They are more intelligent. Yeah. And they pick up on things quicker. True. But they also have a teenage mentality, mm-hmm. especially Mikey. <laughs> so that's why I'm just like, I don't know. Again, I'm talking about a cartoon. I don't know how much I believe these matchups. Right. But they're fun to watch. Yep. There again, you could argue. Robin should not be able to do the things he does, but he does. Yeah, which so it seems like Robin is a teenager himself. I would say Robin is, or even like a couple of years younger than the turtles. Yeah, if you're gonna say the turtles are sixteen, I'm I'm putting Robin at thirteen ish. Mm-hmm. At least, yeah. But it works. There, mm-hmm. I mean, I I do like the matchups when they go off into groups at the Arkham Asylum. I, I like how they played off like the, the similar personalities of both of these franchises as being together. Because you get, you know, Batman and Leo, kind of the leaders of the group. You got Donnie and Batgirl, kind of the brains. Mm-hmm. And then you get Robin and Raph, because hot tempers. And then Mikey's just there because his counterpart is Alfred, who's back at the mansion. Yeah. So you got Mikey just... <laughs> living it up doing whatever he wants I, okay 
there's just two parts that are my absolute favorites in that movie. The first one is when Michelangelo gets the bat cape and is on top of the T-Rex. And he's like, look at me, guys. I get down from there. He's like, I live up here now. Yeah, that's a good one. And then the second one was when the bat signal goes off and they meet up with Gordon on the rooftop. And then he's like going over the information. And he looks up and everyone's gone. And he's like, yeah, finish before I leave. And then Michelangelo pops up behind him. I'm still here. Those are good ones. I, I think my favorite... God, Mikey had a lot. I think my favorite is when he met Polar Bear Freeze. And he's like calling him out like on all the puns. Oh, he's like this guy's on point. And then I like when they were running away from him, and Raph and Robin were ahead. And like they were super smooth getting up to the door. And then Mikey's just running like trips and falls on the stairs, and like he just tries to play it off of like (laughs) nothing. It's no biggie. Yeah, like there was. Yeah, they they put a lot of uh, good little knickknacks into this movie for sure. A couple more things that I liked that I think they paid homage to, homage. When the turtle van like puts that visor down on the front, I really thought it was Krang's robot suit from the original Turtle cartoon. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. If that was intentional, great. If not, still like the design. Agreed. Raphael's motorcycle looks like metalhead the turtle the donnie makes a robot turtle yep and i this might have been my third or fourth time watching this movie and i picked up on so many more things of like just the subtleties of what's putting into this because we're not given a chance to explore each of these universes separately it's just all of a sudden thrown together and there's just a lot mm-hmm. and i nerded out last night and i paused it because i wanted to know what the turtle van's license plate was it says turtle wax. <laughs> turtle. Just because I was like, uh, they're showing me the license plate. That's I want to know if there's something there or not. Also, a side note of that, the when at the beginning of the movie and they run up on Penguin and his goons, uh-huh. the guy with like the green spikes, he looked like, Kring's body. Yeah, I thought that too. Like, yeah. There's some nice callbacks in here uh-huh. because... I didn't catch that the first time. You don't get... Does this movie lose or gain anything by having April or Casey or both in this movie? Mm. Again, because we're not knowing like what's going on in the Turtle universe. Right. Maybe they're not having even met yet or nothing's going on. But... <laughs> nerding out during this movie there is a calendar in the turtle van that is on the month of april (laughs) and i Uh, guess i didn't notice if there was a direct reference to casey jones or not in this i don't think so. i might have missed it maybe there is i i i like casey i guess it depends on how they would have done him in this movie yeah I, i i think it's okay not having him i mean you know, this is Batman and Ninja Turtles. Granted, they, you know, kind of pooled in on the on the bad guys on both sides. But, I don't know, is it overboard at that point? Is it too many people that you bring in if there are additional characters? I mean, I don't I know. know. Do you add a little thing in there of, like, April's, if we're keeping her as a news reporter, telling the turtles where to go? with the the heists that are happening in Gotham. Yeah. And then you have Casey like call up on the phone mad that he didn't get an invite. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I there are small ways to do it. Did this movie need any more? I don't know. It's already pretty full of characters. Mhm. And maybe if we were to get a sequel where Batman goes to New York, Ooh. we would maybe see him like the reverse. You know, we get yeah. more. We get more of the turtle characters versus right. in this. We get more of the Batman because we're in Gotham, mm-hmm. so we're probably gonna see what we did see. You know, some of his best villains and and all that stuff. Yeah. So maybe if we do get a sequel, we'll see that Super Joker Shredder goes to New York, and that would be cool. Batman follows him. Super Joker Shredder. Super like, Joker insane. Shredder. <laughs> a shredhead. Shredhead. 
So we know that this movie is PG-13. Mm-hmm. People did die. Mm-hmm. Bad guys, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Do you have a favorite death? I have one. Mm, let's hear yours. So it's getting towards the end when they have the big... Uh, everybody's in a vehicle driving around. And there's a crane in the air and it's going to bring over a container and the turtle van pops up with their uh sewer lid shooter and they shred that the where the guy sits to control it yeah yeah that guy's dead yeah he's not walking away from getting a freaking sewer lid (laughs) shot at him from however far that was because yeah it tore through metal. That guy uh, well, is dead. Yeah, I was going to say, that that would take a lot of force. Because those those things are heavy. Yeah. That was my favorite. Because you're like... They do it in a way like... Because of the editing. Like that first one shoots in there. And the guy looks at it going, what the crap? And then it pulls back out. And Donnie shoots more. And then just... That whole thing just disappears. I'm like, yeah. yeah. He is dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would... Probably agree. Also, I would say like the first, the throwing star in the head, what you said earlier, just because it's, that's like the first, you know, like death that you see in the movie. So it's kind of like a shock at first because you're like, oh, like this is going to be one of those movies, you know, we get, we get a, a little bit more violence, you know? So I think that was mine just because it caught me off guard the second time I watched it. Cause I was like, oh yeah, I forgot it starts off with the throwing star to the dome. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. Our introduction to Shredder is him murdering one of his own guys. Yeah. I know we've touched on before, like, movies that need to know their audience. Does this movie know its audience? I I would say yes, because they kind of gave us what we wanted. You know, we wanted a, a little bit grimmer, you know, Ninja Turtles Batman. We got it. I mean... I don't know. I feel like it it, it, it it ticked all my checked all my marks, ticked my marks. I don't, I don't think know. you have to be a super fan of either one of these franchises to enjoy this. I would agree. I think for sure it pays off mm-hmm. to know you know a little bit about each one. Well, so I I, I guess I want to say it it knows its fans and it like and delivered above that as well because just like you said it's anyone can watch it and enjoy it but the people that you know just like we were talking about like the little easter eggs and little Mm -hmm. tidbits here and there you know the people that are fans that do know about it are gonna see that and be like yeah like we saw that you recognize that so i would say it's it was a double win for them on this one definitely yeah it hits that sweet spot of it could take a turn and push it into R but why but there again when you got a DVD release like this it's not going to theaters like Mm -hmm. you could push you could push it Mm -hmm. but you're not yeah you know and I, I don't think it's really even needed to go to an R I mean like I said there the the violence in it was good enough to where it wasn't like super cartoony back in the 90s you know to where like no one really died like there was still deaths and they were still like implied obviously there was some blood here and there but it wasn't over the top which i don't know when i think of that stuff and i i think of that mortal Kombat movie like that's over the top blood gore you know you want to see everything but here you know batman really hasn't been that way it's been kind of subtle um, so I, I feel like that there's really no need for it to go that far. I think the only reason that would have been that f- far would have been the actions of the bad guys. Right. And like you touched on too, you got Rasha Ghoul cutting off heads. You've got Ninja Stars going into people's brains. People being shot to death by sewer lids. <laughs> I mean, do I need to see somebody's body parts being ripped off and crushed from a sewer right. lid? No. no. The implied violence mm-hmm. is enough for this. Especially when we're getting into the mix. I, I mean, I think the obvious answer is like, Batman is more dark and gritty. Turtles has always kind of bounced back and forth 
of what they want to be. But at the end of the day, they are for sure more for a younger audience than right. Batman, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's cartoons of both. Mm-hmm. But on big screen, Batman is more dark and gritty. Turtles have always been more goofy. Yes. And maybe that'll change. Or allegedly, we're getting a reboot. We'll see what happens with that. Do I need an R-rated Turtles? No. I would like to see something more back to the very first movie, true to form, something. Yeah. And I, I still think my argument is I don't want it modern. True. I think a Turtle franchise works best 80s, 90s, maybe early 2000s. I don't need a Turtles movie that takes place whatever held year you're gonna actually make this movie yeah it seems it seems almost like complicated and make the movies like not good i mean we're also basing this off of the michael bay ones but regardless i mean it could be done well but i would agree with you i mean stick to an older time kind of keeps it a little bit easier i probably a little bit better as well i want to read a just a little bit from a review from Den of Geek. It says, admittedly, the plot, fueled by Mutagen, as the Turtles 90s cartoon was, isn't exactly gripping. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you kind of knew what was going to happen once they kind of started throwing around the Mutagen and, you know, the, the ooze. I mean, it's it's their, their callback, obviously. So, I mean... I don't know. It's, I mean, just like you said, it's kind of a re-twist to Batman Begins. So, uh, you know, a different plot would have been nice, but... I mean, you do have a ghoul trying to destroy Gotham again. Yeah. I just feel like we've seen the whole shoot something into the atmosphere and then it destroys or does something. Spider-Man as well. Oh, the Amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man. Get those yes. straight. They're all their own separate yeah, whatevers. I know. I know. Well, even even the 2014 Turtles was kind of the same. Yeah, it was. Wow. I was waiting for Holy Spider-Man cow. to swing over, say, <laughs> hey, Turtles, I can take on Shredder. You want to go take on your cousin, the lizard, over here? Right. That would have been hilarious. Let's just, let's just swap baddies for a second. <laughs> then you got Spider-Man web-slinging all those knives and then... Mm-hmm. And Paling Shredder. That should. Oh, there's the crossover. It's the crossover we need, but the crossover we'll never deserve. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so, uh. continuing this, but watching Batman fight the Shredder to a standstill is worth the price of admission alone. Yeah, that was, that, I like that. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Those two were evenly matched. Batman definitely, I feel, went into that underestimating. Yep. It was very surprised. A proper thrill in a movie that isn't uh, that doesn't quite reach far enough or move fast enough to be anything more than diverting. Given how audacious this idea could have been, the movie is a little too traditional. Yeah. You think this movie is a little too traditional, plays a little too safe? I mean, I wouldn't say it necessarily plays it too safe. I, I mean... Obviously, the plot was probably played, you know, to be safe. But I'd say for outside of that, it was pretty decent and well done. You know, I mean, there wasn't like a whole lot of random filler or stuff that didn't really matter. I mean, it all kind of seemed like it just flowed and connected well. But I mean, a different plot, you know, now that we're thinking about and talking about it, a different plot would definitely have been nice, especially with your idea. Well, not you mentioning uh, the comic of them, you know, going into a different universe would have been cool. Obviously, probably would have been a different plot there. But, uh, I don't know. I could take it or leave it. If I remember the comic right, part of the, the struggle with the Turtles was that the longer they stayed in Gotham, like, it's kind of almost like a Back to the Future thing. Like, they were going to start to fade. Mm-hmm. They couldn't exist on that. And so that was kind of the thrust of the comic is like, we got to get back. And also Shredder's trying to get back. And so what do we do? Do we, do we try to sacrifice ourselves to keep Shredder here? 
or destroy Shredder, so and then we don't get back, or you know, then Batman helps. I I own them. I just need to go back and reread them. I feel like I'm <laughs> missing a lot of things. But I think you could have more of a struggle with both the turtles and the Shredder being stuck in a different universe in an unknown city trying to figure out how to get back. And if you really want to up the stakes, whatever sent them there sent them there might also destroy Gotham. So now you got Batman involved. Yeah. And then, you know, Rayshaw Ghoul's like, no, this is what I've always wanted. Cool. Let's let it happen. Yeah. <clears throat> that would have been um a pretty cool story to tell. I yeah, I think I think maybe this put you know playing this a little too close to the vest it could have been better in a lot of ways but i really enjoy just the fact that this movie really goes at it and i think it could you could added 30 minutes to this very easily of fluff and backstory or side plot or something that explain something that you didn't need but this movie just it, it just runs mm-hmm. you know and i i like you know like the turtles were smart enough to figure out where batman is and they called him on it and batman kind of gets pissy <laughs> like, yeah. never mind i i won't tell you how to upgrade your system i just was telling you like we can swim we're turtles we made it here but yep. whatever and it this talks about like the commentary about like the uh the script like mikey calling out the blimps like what's the point of having these blimps what do they do <laughs> yeah you're the only city ever why yeah it feels like blimps haven't been around for since the hindenburg yeah quite some time <laughs> but that goes back to that aesthetic of gotham there is a creative choice in how they always draw or shoot Gotham City. Yep. That always draws you into the whole, what is going on here? What are you yeah, talking about? Because if you look at like uh, Batman Begins, you've got this city that just seems like it's massive, huge, but Batman's able to drive a certain distance. All of a sudden he's in the forest and there's caves and yeah. like it's just this weird geography that i think works for the most part yeah nothing wrong with that for sure yeah i just think you could have done you know we go back to talk about like source material you've got a mini series of six comics yep do you look at those sales and then say well this doesn't have a huge readership let's just stick to this why rewrite any of it well i mean Obviously, rewrite some of it, but like, why do you take out some of that core problem of why the turtles are in the predicament they're in that makes them meet Batman? Yeah, I don't. I'm. I don't know. No, I. I agree. Does that also give you a reason to have a turtle van? The turtles get sucked into a different dimension. You don't have a turtle van, or uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yep. It's weird. Because you could also, if if your intent was also to do a second one, you could have the turtles be stuck in Gotham for a couple of years trying to figure it out. They're not going to die right away, but they definitely need to get back. And maybe Shredder leaves before them. So the turtles are more just helping Batman. And by the time they get back, they see a whole different New York ran by a Shredder. Would, you know what I mean? Like yeah. There, there are definite cool. ideas to play with here. If your intent is to continue this story, this franchise, which... I think you should. Yeah, I agree. If this was beneficial to both parties, I mean, all these people that came together to do this this movie, what did we say? We've got, I mean, Nickelodeon owns Turtles. You got Warner Brothers Animation, DC Entertainment. If these three thought this had legs, or didn't think they had legs, they wouldn't have done it. Right. You know, a comic book is pretty low stakes. Mm-hmm. Making an animated movie, on the other hand, not so much. Right. But there again, we're talking it made millions of dollars. Yeah. You would think you'd want to be like, let's you let's try to do two or three. At least. I mean, a second one would definitely be nice, but I digress. I don't know. I don't know. 
know if that's even a good idea or not. Yeah, is this one of those franchises like you're just you always have to be happy with what you got because if it went any further, you might just be super disappointed and walk away from it. Too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing. Yeah. Unfortunately. All stories have to have an ending. Do they, though? <laughs> Do they, though? I mean, theoretically, yes. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. I mean, look at all the franchises that are out there. No kidding. I just don't see it happening in some ways. Yeah, I'm looking at one of the writers on here. They're not even... There's not even an announcement of a... Of a second one of these. Hmm. Which is sad. I don't know why you... Why you wouldn't do that. Yeah, it would definitely be nice to see a, a different story especially with something already established now you know mm -hmm. yeah it'd be cool to see a, a second movie with them just rolling hard yeah i could use some more bebop and rocksteady yeah or just use them in general yes i would love to see batman meet those two idiots and be like what is this <laughs> or robin for that matter i would take batman back girl and robin going to an alternate world New York and seeing all the stuff the turtles put up with and being like yeah we prefer Gotham over this madness <laughs> because it's uh. Gotham yeah so I think the overall opinion is that for an animated hour 30 minute movie based on a six issue comic pretty good I would agree I think you know, like most of these, there could have been maybe some different creative choices made to make the stakes a little bit higher, to feel a different need of urgency. But, I mean, it was nice if, if the whole goal was just to see how the Turtles and Batman interact and how Batman interacts with Shredder and the Foot Clan. I mean, yeah, job well done. Yep. Agreed. I just, you know... Maybe a little, little bit, aim a little bit higher if we ever get a second one. I mean, this was already over a year old, and no announcement. So maybe we'll see. I would say they announce it at some kind of con, but given the fact that no one's supposed <laughs> to do anything anymore, who knows? And yeah. you know what? Maybe we see a resurgence of animated movies due to the fact that no one can can go out and make movies anymore. Yeah, that would be nice. COVID's just really killing the the system right now. Mm -hmm. Of what people are going to be able to, to watch. And we might see a huge uptake of like animated everything in general. Yeah, it makes me sad because I think Tenet got postponed again. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath to ever go so, to the theaters this year. Yeah, I mean, that would be really new. cool to see a rise in uh, yeah, some animated films or even, you know, um, like a series of something. I mean, here's my question is... What would you think if they were to turn Batman Ninja Turtles into a series? You think, you think like an animated cartoon? Yeah, you think that would be like a good idea? I like the idea, and I kind of go back to maybe as a limited series. Yeah, I did dude, hear like rumblings. I heard rumblings on the internet of a stand-alone limited live-action Turtles where only one Turtle's alive. And I kind of, mm -hmm. yeah, I just, the, the face that you just did, kind of like, eh, what are we talking about here? Yeah. I It's rumblings, and with everything going on, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about I, that. I do, like, you, like your question, I like the idea of maybe you do animated, like, you know, seasons, or just do, like, a long series 40 30 minute things or however long you think it is to tell your story and be done and just make it really high quality yeah you know like i mean all you really need is like a season or two i mean you can even just do one season i mean do 10 to 20 episodes like you said however long it takes to tell the story and just make it a good nice you know decent not short, but a, a decent amount of time to tell a story and have it end and be done. 
Well, with the, all the streaming services out there. Good Lord. You know, I think I've already complained about it, but I, I can't keep up. I can't keep dumping money into stuff. No. You know, there's just no way to do that. And, yeah, it's frustrating because there are good streaming services out there that have one or two, three good shows that I would like to watch. But I can't justify paying for a subscription exactly. just to try to watch yeah. them. Well, the, the the next big thing I keep seeing is the uh, HBO Max. So, Well, HBO isn't Peacock, NBC. Like, there's just <clears> – there's too much. You know, and you talk about, yeah. like, doing a limited series – do you have someone like Nickelodeon who owns Turtles try to be more adult and any kind of content? I because I, I still would argue that you, you may see a big swing in more adult animated entertainment for the sheer fact no one can go out and do a physical filming with people. You can get people to animate and, you know, if you're working from home or wherever. Yeah. And just and do voice acting and and all that stuff and just I don't know I'm curious to know the the landscape of the film industry from here on out because like you said Tenet has been pushed back Marvel's pushed back stuff till next year uh, the newest Ghostbusters pushed back till next year and we go back to like these streaming services like yeah are you taking a hit but. Now are we going to be oversaturated next year with just movies? And it goes back to, I can't pay to go see all these right. that I want to see in a theater setting. Give me the option now to buy it, and you'll get my money. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. I, got, I kind of wish that they would almost release Black Widow onto DVD, but that's not going to happen. Because here's the thing. What is it to go to a theater on a matinee? Six fifty. Mm-hmm. The DVD's twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 already into this movie twenty twenty six dollars. I guess what I'm saying is like I I'm almost willing to pay that just for a digital download. If I'm always already willing to invest that money to see this in the theater once and then to own it, just yeah. give me the option to own it now. Yeah. It it sucks. I'm not able to wit this on a big screen and have that experience yeah but i'm also able to watch this yeah say actually watch the movie the movie that you know time and money uh, and effort to make is now just sitting there collecting dust man come on come on disney plus yep you haven't given me my falcon winter soldier or wandavision for reasons that was the only reason i really i did disney plus for the most part mm-hmm Give me, give me my Black Widow. Give me my, give me my content that I want. Yep. Because, well, I don't know what their time frame was, but they're pushing everything back now. Yep. We're just gonna have to, you know, hurry up and wait. Yeah. It's sad. I guess we'll see what happens in the next little while. Yeah. Hopefully things get better and we'll get some new movies to uh, hopefully gripe about. If money was not an issue, I would open a drive-in theater. Now's the time. Yeah, more than ever. <laughs> now is the time, everybody. Make those drive-in theaters. Do you have a good uh, Batman quote from this movie? Ooh. Mm. I, I want to say it's when he's talking about, um, I mean, I guess it's not really a quote, but I, how he acts when they get to Arkham and he like tells everyone like what the situation is and he like flips his cape and walks off. It's pretty much like, don't die. <laughs> and exclamation point with the cape flap. Like. Yeah. And he just walks off and they're like, oh, no pep talk. And they're like, that was the pep talk. <laughs> Good old Batman telling it how it is. <clears throat> All right. Well, for movie rewrite, I've been Cole. I've been John. Wait, you can't leave now. It's pizza time. <laughs> uh, and then they should roll the end credit with knock, knock. You're about to be shell shocked. <laughs> yep. Or na, 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 na. Uh,
Uh, good times. All right, well, until next time. Later.